0: Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Vox Vomitus. I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon, the author of the Kindle Award-winning novel Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the Hotel series and Pretty Ugly. Joining me today, as always, is my cozy Vox Vomitus vixen, Allison Martine, author us. Of the bourbon books which include dibs since september and move on melinda cheers with us today is our very dear friend and new york times bestselling author wendy webb and we're hey. going to be talking to her hello about her new book the keepers of i hope i'm saying this right of mess and Vallow. yep <laughs> that's how and- i said it in my head the entire time i was reading it and then i thought oh i should ask her if I'm saying it right. And then I if didn't I'm saying it right. And, you know, people ask me about that title all the time. And I sort of just wanted to call it the keepers. But oh. there are a thousand books called the keepers. Yeah. And no, so, I like the full title. I like it too. It also, I feel like flavor. it it, and it gives it your flavor. And mm-hmm. I feel like all of your titles have like this great rhythm to them, like The Haunting of Green Wilder, you know. The, okay, but I will say The Vanishing is the just van- two words. So I could see how The Keeper would fit with that. I yeah. wanted that one to be The Vanishing of Amaris Sinclair. Which was one of the <laughs> you never get your way, do you? And my publisher was like, no. <laughs> That's way too complicated. So... um, but, yeah, I do like it. A is um, a word in the Finnish language meaning forest light. And um, that's the name of the big old creepy house that the book's set in. So I want to go to this house. Yeah, you say creepy, but I'm still hearing cozy. And some of the descriptions, I'm going, so does this place take reservations? Or do you have to be related to the Hala family? Know. You know what? I would love that to be my vacation home. And, you know, my whole, my real life home. I just started thinking about this big, great room with huge, you know. The rafters and the ceilings and rafters and beams. beams Okay, so I know that's more your area and your neck of the woods because you're from Minnesota and that area. And so out here, my best analog is the Disney's Grand Californian Hotel. Have you been there? Because it has that kind of (laughs) big Muir Lodge feel with the wood and everything and I've never stayed there but wait are you are you're in California like two minutes from Disneyland oh okay no I have not been there but um there's a there's a hotel at Disney World and I can't think of what it's called right now but it's It's like probably the same design (laughs) they probably had the same design team go and do that because that's kind of like that yeah a big old Hunting Lodge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how it feels. But it also has a little bit of like a Frank Lloyd white can't talk Frank Lloyd Wright kind of feel to some of the our architecture and design lines. I very much want to stay there and just hang out. But I am not a paying guest, and they don't let you just kind of <laughs> <laughs> you can't just wander around. Can you just like wander in and yeah. hang out in the lobby. <laughs> We did that as kids, like, but, get out, us, Wendy. but it was that one was there. Yeah. We would do the Monorail <laughs> Cafe all the time. Disney Kid. So uh, Wendy, is um is Metson actually based on any place in reality that we could go to? It is not. It's one of the places that um that is not. It was just in my own imagination. I just you know, I started writing this, um, and I started thinking about my mother's heritage. She's the granddaughter of Finnish immigrants. And um, it just seemed like a big old lodge would really fit well with that story. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was great the way you like incorporated like the nature. And I mean, it had everything. It had creepy woods. It had a daunting cold lake. <laughs> the um one of my reviews, uh, reviewers, um said that um she liked the fact that I wrote so much about nature and I hadn't before. And that kind of stopped me. It's like, you know what? I she's right about that. I wrote, you know, a lot of this was set outside. Um the creek played a big part, of course the lake played a big part. Yeah. Um even just the and- windy roads to certain destinations that those parts really like because i live in the middle of nowhere now like out in murder country and like the way you (laughs) described like you know like uh, the deer will come out and it's like right around the corner and it's like death (laughs) it's just like (laughs) there's roads out there and that the 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 island that the it's set on is a real place it's called madeline island it's just off the coast of bayfield wisconsin and lake superior Bayfield is my version of my little fictional town, Wharton. Anybody that knows it is like, no, you just ripped off off Bayfield. That's that's it. You just ripped it off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Wendy, I was laughing because last time we talked, because you joined us last year around this time, and you were saying, and you said this, not us, that you were a lazy writer who doesn't want to do any research. And when I was (laughs) reading this, I'm going don't tell me you didn't research some of this finished stuff you had to have, you didn't just make this up. So Wendy, you're no longer lazy. You're going to have to take that back. (laughs) Uh, I have to take it back. And it just, I sort of went down a rabbit hole because, okay. So for the listeners who don't know what the book's about, it's based on everybody's heritage. I'm just going to go ahead and say everybody. I don't know that for a fact because again, lazy, (laughs) i feel you can say everybody i feel that um most every heritage has lore and legends passed down throughout the generations and usually it's it's paranormal there's a little bit of a thing going on and i thought you know i was thinking about my mom and she had passed away as you guys know and um This is during the pandemic, and you know I'm holed up alone in my house, and um, (laughs) only the internet for company, and uh, and my dog, of course. And um, I started researching, and what I found was that J.R.R. Tolkien used an epic Finnish poem called the Kalevala, which I've heard of my whole life. I mean, my great aunt, all my Finnish relatives were in this Ladies of Kalevala society. <gasps> Can we join? I want to be that. You have that, to that have I know. I it's one. just not funny. Finish. I mean there's so oh. is so much pagan heritage there. But so the Tolkien he used to base Lord of the Rings on. And he even learned Finnish to read it in the original.
1: And so I think of course
0: he did. <laughs> And I was like, you know if it's good enough for him. Right. <laughs> yeah. If this could inspire Tolkien, then maybe it can also <laughs> inspire Miss Maybe Webb. it's good enough for me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do a little research. I'll do I'll just, a little like, research. I'll just read the poem. And, and then so I'll rewrite. Wow, more the <laughs> a really cool thing that I found is um, back in the Vikings era, they were out, they were robbing and they were raping and pillaging and, it, you know, generally being Vikings. But even though Finland was right there, and it wasn't like Finland then, but they were all kind of connected in these northern areas, but um, they left Finland alone. Why? (laughs) Because they thought... Those people are creepy. (laughs) Those people are creepy. And they thought that um, they could control the weather, nature, animals, the seas. So basically they thought Finnish people were Gandalf and I thought I've been trying to get my friends to call me that now and they won't they just oh Gandalf I'm sorry (laughs) oh boy but so that's what they thought whether it was true or not whether you know the Finns were spinning a good tale whatever Um, the Vikings bought it the Vikings (laughs) bought it and but I started thinking well what if that were true and what would it look like like if it's if it's happening back then, it's going to be happening here in present day, but maybe we just don't notice it. Maybe we're too busy. Maybe we're all on our phones too much. I was gonna say, we're staring at our phones, so we're missing the like uh, missing... creatures in the woods that might well, be magic. Yeah. And we're taking kind of pictures instead of looking. Yeah. yeah. Well, but even you had kind of pointed out, so the main characters in this book are actually a set of twins. And one of them is more connected than the other one as far as their kind of connection to it. So it's kind of like, oh, well, this one, he has this home back in Chicago and he's going to go back to that. He doesn't feel that. So it's even that the difference between whether you've kind of made a home for yourself in an urban center or if you're still open to it. Well, and for me, it was more like I wanted to, it to be passed down through the matriarchal women, line, for the women. Yeah. How are women <laughs> get this stuff. Yeah. and so i like that um she got the house but he got a lot of great one-liners in your book the character of the <laughs> <a> zippy dialogue <laughs> he had the zippy dialogue i'm like oh he might have lost out on like inheriting a mansion but but he gets yeah, he I does get them. to say like what in the haunting of hill house is this and i'm like <laughs> there it is uh, you know the, that's the thing a great what I phrase do um with my stories and i just got the, the edits back for my next book that's coming out a year from now. And a really nice thing that my uh, editor said was that she loves that I can go to kind of creepy dark places, but the whole book isn't a whole slog through the haunting of Hill House. No. No. You know, there Because I feel like, you know, in our lives, say we were confronted with a scary situation, we'd kind of handle that, but then. At some point, we'd start laughing with our friends about, oh, my God, what about those fireflies, you know? And so I I really try to bring that in, and I don't want readers to um, think the the book is going to be too... It's not gruesome and dark. No, it's never like that. No, and. It, your and, your fingers and toes are dipped in the darkness, but yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's more magical and more mm-hmm. folklore feeling than I would say horror. And I don't know where this gets shelved because I know that you're known as Great Lakes horror. Is that what you'd be? Great, Great, Lakes, Great Lakes Gothic, know, like, and Gothic and like, got- suspense, they call it. But I think people don't really. I mean, there are all these terms, um, but uh, you know, and it was you know number one in. Um, occult fiction and it was number one in gothic fiction and it was it was i don't know number one in mystery or folklore and there's all these terms but what it really is is just a, a family who is trying to navigate their way through kind of a magical paranormal situation i mean people kind of categorize neil gaiman in the same like he writes you know kind of magical creepy stories um and you know it's not like mystery or romance or you know there's not really one term to describe well and movie. you bring you bring up neil gaiman i would say there were elements of american gods in this for sure both that's what i was both thinking, some of the especially stuff. at the oh i can't say it <laughs> yeah. like especially at the Never mind. Stop talking. Don't spoil to either book. Oh, Not that I'm right. pretty sure between the series. Did we make Tubby mad? He's now made Jennifer's dog angry. My dog is angry. <laughs> Lord Tubby. Lord Tubby, be quiet. <laughs> it, exactly. But But even some of the aspects of having to learn about these things that have been lost to modern generations and the beliefs that have been lost with it are themes that go through both those books. Well, and it's like somebody dies and you haven't been told what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> and But as a, as a writer though, I was thinking, what am I supposed to do here?
1: I Was that
0: a metaphor for the writing process? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really know what's happening. So I'm going to have my main character also not yeah, she know doesn't what is know, happening. And that is code for, I don't, I know. don't know. Yeah. But then I, I, I kind of researched it and things are going on today. And I, I would love to say what it is, but I'm not going to say what it is because it's a spoiler. <laughs> um, just anybody who's listening, the, the ending, um, it, it, it really happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the rock. Okay. Um, so okay, I get it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I I know, like, I'm talking about. Works. Works. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, What I love about your work so much is that it—you do take these fantastical Mm -hmm. kind of strange things that do happen in real life, and you expand on them, and you create a world around them. Um, Because, like, I live in a creepy old house, Wendy. I think you live in a creepy old house. Um, There have been times in my house that I'm just like, oh, something weird is going on, and I find myself going like. What do I do for that? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sage the house and I'm going to like <laughs> talk to the walls and be like, You are welcome here, blah blah blah, but please stop scaring me. And so I'm like, That's <laughs> agent. That's um, at it. Yeah. Have you seen that much new there's much a much. new sitcom on like regular TV called Ghosts?
1: Oh. And I don't know anybody who
0: gets regular TV anymore. What is that? I know it's just like NBC, ABC, or CBS, one of the main regular channels. And so this couple inherits this old house and it's filled with ghosts and something happens and the, um, the woman can, can see them. But before that, she's, she's going to sage the house and we can see the ghosts, and they're all like, what is that? What is that? oh, that's lovely. Oh, oh, I like that quite a bit. Thank you. <laughs> I know. As I was saging the house, I'm like, why does this work? Does it work? Yeah. And then, then I'm like, I don't so really like how it, it's snow. <laughs> it's so it smells. That's a lovely smell. That's a Well, and it's like, is sage supposed to repel them the way garlic does with vampires? Because I'm, rem- I'm reminded of a YouTuber we watch who it's got a picture of a, he's he's got a vampire eating garlic bread for the first time. And he's like, no. oh but it's so good ha, ha. stop <laughs> taking another bite but it's it's so good, Garlic bread good. I mean, maybe that's how ghosts are with sage. oh it's repelling me but it's really quite lovely I, maybe oh, it's gosh, just to calm it. them I'm not sure if it's like chamomile <laughs> yeah. or, or if it's like a glass of wine where they're like oh I like it's it it helps me relax ghost Xanax. <laughs> it's ghost Xanax uh, I I'm probably like ghost this. Xanax I was going to say I would love a prescription for ghost Xanax <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does not work on the living side effects makes you dead. Oh, sorry, Jen. <laughs> yeah. That got gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, I learned something and I really didn't learn this. I did bad research following up on this. So the name of the grandmother, she's called Momo through most of it, but her given name is Taika. And I was like, Taika, like Taika Watiti, because Taika means too. magic. And I was like, is Taika Waititi, then maybe not his real name? Did he choose a Finnish name that means magic? Because that would be really awesome. But why would a man from New Zealand pick a Finnish first name? So I'm going to go with this was a happy coincidence. But is, that is that his spelling. name spelled the same too? De- spelled the same as yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So I when I came across that. in your book, I was like, and then it means magic? I mean, it's a perfect name for him. Pretty magic. Interesting. And a perfect name I, for Momo. Um, <laughs> yes, the way exactly. I get all my names is I, and this is the thing that I research the most, and this is what takes the most time. I swear, it's naming my characters. Um, same. It's so hard. It's so hard, and I find myself like googling like, like names of like the certain year that they are born, and then like yeah. going to like old. Um, Like newspaper articles and like stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, it takes so much time. I remember, I think I may have told you guys a story before, but when I was writing, starting to write the vanishing, I couldn't think of this main character that I thought was going to be the bad guy um, or bad woman, but it turns out she was kind of the comic relief. But I didn't know that when I was starting out, and um, and I talked to my friend Randy and I said, "Wow, I'm having so much trouble naming this character." And he sent me a list of demonic baby names. And He's I like, thought, what has what? my life become? Was looking for demonic baby names." I know, like, it's who like chooses what? one of those names Rosemary. Like, I did choose baby? one. <laughs> Damien, Damien <laughs> Rose there. <laughs> it was <Chuck> Amaris. of and Claire. So, yeah, I just you thought it demonic. was so funny that it's like where have my, it has my has my tr- have my choices taken me that somebody is sending me a list <laughs> and a they're list trying of to be helpful it yeah, like, yeah. you know what will help, help really with this trying. Wendy you need uh, a list of demonic baby names Clearly. I mean and I've looked up different like ethnic background names if you want to be like okay the character comes from this part of the world so what would be a name that isn't super overused in that part of the world but would be instantly recognizable as that and then I just steal names from people in real life so like the book that I have that I've recently finished. One of the characters' last names is my children's pediatrician. <laughs> so, like, I like that name. That's a good last name. That can stay. Yeah, I know. I always feel like I have such a hard time, especially when you write like contemporary stuff about like I'm just like all of like our names are boring. I don't want to say that. No. But, like my name is Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. It's the worst thing. And I'm like, so then like my rough draft, the characters always basically just have like names of people I went to high school with. Works. <laughs> Well, and I end up doing stuff like that too, where the name I want, like maybe the character is inspired by somebody or some character or conglomeration. So I'm something, I look for something that feels the same because I don't want to just take the same name. So it's like, all right, it's one syllable, has this kind of, yeah, that works. That's not a name. Well, neither is the person's real name. So that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elisa says, I've given up writing stories because I couldn't name the character. And I've been on sites that give babies. And I've been on sites that give babies that are demonic or evil. Oh, okay. My favorite is Cassandra. So for a See, that demonic story? name, I guess so. I don't know. I you know, I like here. sort of witchy names, you know, um, it, it, it's hard, you know, what I'll look uh, up is like names of, um, the pilgrims
1: or yes. names yes. of people
0: in old in New England. Yeah. And then, well, you know, I, it, I kind of come up with those from there. And I've been listening to uh, "Once in Future Witches" by Alex Harrow, and so they're three sisters, and they all have. It's interesting because they all have like their given name, but then they have a mother's name that has kind of a more botanical feel. So one of my friends, she's reading it right now, too. I'm like, we need to pick our mother's names now. And going, well, since since Amaranth has already picked, like, can I pick Absinthe? Is that all right? Can I be Allison Absinthe? And she's like, Oh my god, that is such a stripper name. It's a stripper name. I'll take it. That's Allison, supposed to be my witch name, not Allison, my stripper name. Absent. I'm just saying that because when I had a burlesque troupe, my troop was called Absinthe and Opium. So to me, it's like, oh, that's totally a stripper thing, <laughs> but in a good way. I'll take it. In my cardigan, in my stripper <laughs> name. It's like the least sexy thing I've ever worn on this show, <laughs> other than possibly when I wore the cat sweater for Christmas. I was going to say the time that you dressed like Pusheen. Hey, like- that was a sexy <laughs> push- <laughs> <laughs> You're like some people wanted me to dress like a sexy cat, yeah. but I'm going with Pusheen. That's true. <laughs> Wendy, what's your witch name going to be? Oh man, I don't know. I've, you you know I you know Wendy like, already is one with W. Wendy it, the witch. Yeah, it sort of is. Yes. Yeah, Gwendolyn. Oh yeah, uh, name, but that's kind of cooler. Yeah, it's it's a great name. I actually, I was writing like a little short story, and my character's name was Gwendolyn. Oh, because again i was just like she's me but not me so i'm like something like jennifer can it be genevieve can it be blah and then i'm like and then i got into like gwen yes <laughs> i've had a genevieve i had mercy um Calcium. Yeah, mercy totally feels like a repressed puritan mm-hmm. she's got a sister yeah. she was uh, mercy badass. very much yeah, yeah. So the next book that you have coming out and that you already have edits done, are we set in the same world? Yes. I'm loving yes. all these cameos from like people that, that I know. I'm like, I know hey! it's so much fun. Excuse me. Stop. No. Um My German shepherd is in here trying to. Um, <laughs> my my no, dog no. is also in here <laughs> staring at me. Like, uh, um, yes, it's set in the same uh, town, Wharton and our heroine, decides she's going to turn her family vacation home into a B and B. So she, she's, she goes and it's winter. Cause I, I thought, you know, winter is such a big um, part of our lives here in the great lakes, but I've never said a book. The vanishing had a little bit of the winter in it, but I wanted it to be a full on winter experience. So it's set in winter there. Um, <laughs> and she's, she's getting some guys in. There's a part of that house that hasn't been opened, um, Uh, years. And her grandfather was a famous painter, like a Picasso famous painter. And it turns out that was his studio. But, (gasps) um, Bad things happen when she opens this, that door. <laughs> you know, if there's a part of any house that's like you know, like people don't go in, like probably leave don't it up go there. leave it closed. I don't need to go in there. Uh, we have an attic here, and when we first saw the house, they were like, "Here's our attic. Here's the attic," and it's like a little weird crawl space. And they opened it, and then they said, "We've never gone in there. There's blankets in the corner that have never been touched." And then they just closed it up, and I'm like. I'm never going in there. You know what? My attic is a little crawl space too, and it's just shut. It's sealed shut. If, sure. You can't. You can't so open it. <laughs> it's like, well, um, I'm not going in there. Yeah, I, it's. You never, I don't need the storage. Mm, I'd rather have a. It's I don't mine. Know. It's. I mean, mine. your your attic. I don't know how old your house is, Jen, but my guess is those blankets have small smallpox. So I'm like, I just I don't need to disturb don't. whatever is there Mm -hmm. I don't I actually like you know close the door and like put like a room divider in front of it so I don't even see it I'm like that (laughs) little part doesn't exist nope (laughs) (laughs) and people are like oh I'd love to see the attic in this place and I'm like it doesn't have one no (laughs) no (laughs) Well, and I'm, I'm in a duplex in California. We don't have attics. We don't have basements. We don't have ghosts generally because nothing's that old. So the odds of anybody having a chance to die here, pretty little. But I do remember being freaked out shortly before we moved in because the people who own the place, they had their son-in-law crawling through to fix one of the bathroom vents, but we didn't know he was up there. And then I just started just talking. I'm like, crap, it's Jason up there. Uh How long are you going to be up there? <laughs> Alright, good. Please don't fall through and die or anything, because then we would have a ghost. Yeah. I've heard some really cool stories about old mansions in Hollywood. Oh, um, see, there, there's some history there. Where yeah. I live, it was Orange Groves up until, like, a hundred years ago is when Old Town Became and we have like little cute houses in Old Town Orange, and they have little signs up where it's like, I'm 100 years old today, but that's as much as we get. And I'm fine with that as far as where I'm actually living. Yeah. It's just me, it's my family, and no unwelcome and things. no weird noises. I and mean, weird the... noises are critters, but yeah. not. I'm like, well, we, we have that too. We still get that. <laughs> Nobody goes and that. mice. <laughs> so I have to just, just I, confess to you guys that I do a lot of interviews like this and this is always the view and i always think in the back of my mind that closet door is going to open someday <gasps> oh that is one that going to open gosh. someday i i'm i'm thinking it now i think it every single time i do an interview. if there's is anyone it? in the closet come out and say hi that would be <laughs> so terrifying
1: yeah <laughs> like, so plenty. i did um, so around
0: <laughs> so the house that i bought um for your um listeners um it's an it's a 90 year old tudor that looks like it could be transported to the black forest in bavaria it's it is covered with vines um and stucco and it's really a cool looking house and it's in minneapolis just right off one of our beautiful parkways um it, so of course naturally I moved in a year ago, um, and of course I thought, is this haunted? And when I moved in, I just, I didn't think so. And my dog was fine. He's just walking around. He's, you know, he's fine. But one day I had a weird thing happen, and maybe you guys can kind of analyze it for me. Ooh. So in in this style of house, the kitchen is pretty small. So there's the kitchen and then you walk two steps down and there's the door to the backyard. And then if you would turn around, there's the stairs to the basement and on that wall, just by the little two stairs is a really nice big cabinet that's original and it's big and it's deep. And I have a whole lot of stuff in there. One of the things that I have in that cabinet is a set of, You know those old-fashioned glass salt shakers that you would see in diners? Yes. So those, but kind of decorated with wrought iron, and there's beads on them. And there's one that one of the beads fell off. It's a red bead, but I've still got it. I was thinking, someday I'm going to get some glue. I'm going to (laughs) glue that up. You know, but, but I shoved it in the back of that cabinet, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in front of it. So one day I'm letting my dog out the back door and I look down the stairs (sighs) at the bottom of the stairs on the cement floor is the, one of the salt shakers and the red bead sitting next to it. Um, there is not any possibility that that could have, somehow fallen out of the cabinet because it was like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then made its way down the stairs without and breaking. The, and, without the breaking. and the bead followed. And the bead too. And the bead following. And so it was the shaker and the bead. And no, I that's definitely a ghosty thing. It's, it's <laughs> that, a ghost or there's some like a trickster. I was going to say it doesn't have to be a ghost. It could be something that thinks, hey, this is cool and I want to play with it. It could be something supernatural, but not necessarily ghost equals spirit of dead. Right. It could just be like an energy, a trickster, like a like something well, that you've written you know, about. Like maybe, yeah. Can, can we use the four letter word? Okay, can we? No? The, yes. Which is the,
1: the, the one that the starts v-
0: with V? <laughs> the V A K I? we say that? Oh! <laughs> Wendy, are I we s- left I I I'm one? Just spelling like a, it? I'm the one who wrote it. Right. You wrote wow. it, Wendy it could be that that did it happen happened while you were writing this did you like summon it did you conjure one uh, no i mean that book mm-hmm. was done by the time i moved in here i okay. probably did edits though it's um, like oh you rang that is something <laughs> that a vacuum would do yeah. exactly it is say that's what i was thinking like it sounds like a like a fairy or yeah, something i don't know why a ghost would would just be like i'm moving this but that kind of little
1: Unless it was like I hate
0: to say like a child or something who would who's like I was oh this I don't is want like, it to be a child I know exactly That's why I don't want to say that no it's definitely no, a Baki. it's it's a, it's a Baki who is like ooh, this is pretty shiny things or it's a crow do you have a I was going to say it's a crow it could be a crow <laughs> I don't <laughs> a, have a crow ghost right but, right but a, crow. <laughs> a known fact my grandpa had a crow as a companion as a pet I love that yeah I got to put you together with a Kira Jane Buxton because she loves the crows and all that. And the main character of her recent book, Feral Creatures is a crow. So there you go. (laughs) Well, the other possibility is um, the day before the afternoon before that happened, my brother was here and we were talking about our brother who had passed away 10 years prior. And we were talking about him and, um, you know, just, thinking about stories about him. And, you know, our mom passed away and our dad also passed away. So now it's just me and Jack of our, you know, nuclear family. And we were talking about that and how weird it is and how kind of lonely it is. Yeah. So. Did that salt shaker have a family connection though? No. Okay. Because I was going to say, if it was one... Like we have some stuff in our family and I would love to know where it is. Cause honestly, at the moment I don't, after my mom passed away, my sister and I always used to joke. My parents had two nice sets of China, one that was very delicate. And I think Wedgwood and the other one was actually Pennsylvania Dutch. And that was the kind that I really liked. And my sister liked the other kind. And so it would have been something like there was that tie there where it would have been, cause there was the little glass salt and pepper shaker from the set that would go with me. So if it was that, I would be like, oh, it's my mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's setting the table for Thanksgiving. Well, but for it, me, it, it just been like, like the energy. No, no obvious connection. Yeah. But it was so, it was so, kind of so blatant. Yeah. Like it, There's no way. I mean, the, the cabinet doors were shut. That salt shaker would have had to open the cabinet doors, shimmy around. All glasses, yeah. and somehow. Yeah, am I, I'm. I'm going to go with it's like a trickster, or you have gremlins, or it's like was a member of your family saying, "Wendy, will you glue this bead <laughs> on this salt shaker? You've been carrying it around. You moved into this house with it. Right? I brought, the bead. <laughs> I brought it the bead. Like it's time to just go to get some super glue." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying this as somebody who has like a drawer filled with broken things that I'm like, I'm going to glue that. <laughs> never. I feel like I'm never maybe I should glue it. glue it and just start using it. You know? Yeah. It was the universe saying, come on already. It's time. Your food needs salt. <laughs> come on. Your food needs salt. <laughs> it does look Your good as a house. Yeah. <laughs> salt and bring it on, not salt and burn. Cause then we're back to burning sage again. Yeah, back to the No, I definitely, that's a good story. And you didn't tell that story last mm-hmm. time. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if I had, I, yeah. I don't remember quite when it happened, but it, it, yeah, it's been a few months, um, and nothing else has really, you know, happened, so I, everything's it, kind of,
1: yeah. you know, we're
0: kind of fine here, it's <laughs> good, <the> people, <laughs> good. And, you that's know, great. ghosts are here, they're, they're okay, they're okay, that's what that I goes, just, is, the kind of ghosts about- you want to have, I did find out about the guy who lived here before me, though he did die in the house. Um, but and I keep getting mail for him, mm. and so finally I and I didn't really know if he died or maybe he, um, moved. But I got a, a piece of mail that looked pretty important. It was a medical device recall, and <laughs> I thought, oh, he, okay. they say that's not how he died. Yeah. I uh, I I don't know, but I I looked him up, and um, and he he did die. I'm not sure if he died died here, but he seemed to be a pretty good guy. He was good. a teacher, you know, and uh, you know was a yo- a yoga instructor, and just seemed like a nice person. So I don't think it's him. <laughs> now see, now I want to write the ghost odd couple roommates of Wendy and the ghost yoga teacher sharing space. And the ghost <laughs> yoga teacher is like, I am concerned about your salt intake. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <It> happens. <laughs> so like, I maybe he's just to like this. we need I so I'm just gonna take all your salt shakers out yeah, of the house. Not, you you was was gotta cut down on salt lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and he he would like for you to take up some yoga there. Maybe the goat yoga. Oh goat yoga's the best. Honestly, I honestly do that. There, there was a scene in yours, and I don't want to spoil what happens in the scene taking place in a sauna that gave me such serious sauna and en- sauna envy. And I didn't even realize that was a thing, but I'm like, I so want to be in that sauna right now. And then eventually, I didn't. But but <laughs> when I was reading, I'm like, you know what sounds really good right now? I want to go that's, so that's cool. really cold and sit in a sauna and hang out with my twin brother, which I don't have. So I don't have one either. I wish yeah. I did though. <laughs> there's nothing better than uh, than a sauna and then getting out of it and either rolling in the snow or jumping in water or taking a cold shower you've never felt so clean in your Mm-mm, like yeah. i am the healthiest person yes. on the face of this planet right now i just burn so many calories I know yeah. that's my favorite way to lose weight <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the heat. i'm like it's much easier than mm. working out exercise oh, i've been thinking about funny. putting one in in my basement so oh. we'll see if Ooh. If that happens. And then we it. will be visiting you <laughs> shortly <after. laughs> We have invited ourselves. Yeah. I have always wanted to see the, like, scurrier, <laughs> so. Uh. Well, and not that I think any of our viewers are the same viewer overlap of people who watch Disney animated movies, but I'm totally picturing the scene from Frozen where the whole family is in the sun. Hello! <laughs> See, that is it. the aesthetic I <laughs> thought you were going for, was the Frozen aesthetic, no? <laughs> no well, you it, know what, I have, to, I have to admit that I've never seen Frozen. So my, I. my kid is too old. It would say you don't have kids in the right age range, so you ha- should not feel any guilt for having not seen it. I had to see Frozen 2 in theaters. <laughs> I remember those days, it. though. <laughs> I went to every one with my son. I've seen everything. Um, but once he got to be, you know, like 15, then that was over. He's <laughs> like, I don't need to do that anymore. I have friends. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> I still love you though. <laughs> but I want to go to the movies with you. Uh, Wendy, I hate to say this, but we are out of time. Oh no. Um, everyone listening, uh, to the audio or watching us live or watching the replay, make sure to check out the keepers of Mets and Valo and Wendy's website. Go there and be active there by clicking on everything. We love that as authors. <laughs> if you go to our websites, just well, could in general, absolutely. and click on stuff. Please do. Go to Your all of Wendy our web websites. It's hard web. to say. Well, thank you guys for having me so much. And um, I'm going to send you an email too, because um, I want to tell everybody how great it is to be on this show. Oh, <laughs> thank so you. I love that. Um And everybody who's watching, stay tuned next week when we have Georgina Cross, author of Nanny Needed. <laughs> um, so we will see you all next week. Bye. Waving. Bye. Bye.